Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Reptiles. Hey, recording has started. What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles, and I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. And we're uh, this this is we're starting off the new year with some some changes, some a little bit, a little bit, something different. Yeah. Uh, so first thing is uh, Rob and I have our own mics, and um, yeah, which is pretty I got my cool. own mic. Yep, that's cool. And I gave Rob the better mic, so hey. you know, I'm just I have to sit very weirdly. On this Smooth omnidirectional mic, Rob Christian uh, coming into your radios in full stereo. So we're also uh, recording this through Streamyard, which means at some point we're hopefully going to be able to add a video element to the podcast, which is going to be great. So hopefully we'll figure out exactly where it's going to go. Um, it might end up uh, going to my YouTube, and I'll just create a playlist. Ooh. Um, for reptile talk I like and it. then all of our videos can be there and you can see our guests there'll be a live chat option so we can uh see what you guys are saying and um yeah do that kind of stuff but uh, today's episode yeah today's episode is on tools of the trade hey. uh, we're gonna be talking about useful tools for people who keep reptiles things that you know every person who keeps reptiles should have in their reptile room or if you uh there are going to be some tools that are kind of catered to specific types of reptiles and amphibians and things like that um those will also be kind of notated in here as well because there are a lot of tools that can help make your you know job quote unquote of of keeping these animals significantly easier like some people are like i'm just gonna hand feed my snake and then they end up feeding <laughs> their hand to the snake which is Literally. not not the goal that's that's not the goal um i just want to before we even get started i just think it's really funny and on the live stream on Instagram and on the stream yard, um, because of the distance that I'm sitting at and the distance that you're sitting at, I look very large. It makes Jeremy look really tall and it makes me look small. So when you guys go to the expos, uh, just know that Jeremy is like five inches taller than me. Um, he's significantly more buff. Yep. And I'm a little boy. <laughs> it's my it's my fat. My fat oh. makes me look buff. Oh, no. That's OK. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All so, right. So tools of the trade. Yeah, Jeremy, what what is something that you would consider like essential for most like reptile rooms or, or people who are keeping reptiles? If they want to get one thing or a couple things just to get started, what would you say is like an essential something that just about everyone should have? That uh fifty-five inch snake hook from Midwest Hall. Oh, the, the flat Python one hook, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pancake flipper yeah. i like that one <laughs> exactly um no i mean i i think the uh the first thing honestly i think the first tool that anybody should have is is something for sanitizing mm. um so literally the simplest thing is hand sanitizer um i think that should be in everybody's snake room just for the simple fact of uh you you want to keep your collection sanitary you don't want to potentially pass pathogens from one snake to another and if you're somebody that has you know maybe five snakes and they're like corn snakes or something you don't necessarily need a very large tool belt so to nah. speak you need some things yeah but you don't need a large tool belt but one of the things you certainly want to prevent is spreading any disease from one snake to another or sometimes you just get like poop or musk on you or something you just yeah. want a quick little you know just yep. a little something <laughs> yeah do that one more time in the yeah, mic a little t -t 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 a little <laughs> that was terrible i'm it sorry was. that's not the sound that hand sanitizer makes but um <laughs> Just a little something, just like, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've been like going through and spot cleaning or, you know, I just like go to pick the snake up and I didn't realize that they were sitting in pee, pee? and I picked them up and I'm that's like, oh, there's wonderful. pee all over my hands. Yeah, this that's always not great. Good. Not good. <laughs> you don't like that, Rob? No. It's not your thing? No. No? Not at all. Oh, well, now you know. Yeah. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not even on our OnlyFans. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, the hand sanitizer, I think that is huge. I think that, you know, hand sanitizer, if you can get a sink in the room, if you've got a big collection, having a sink in the room is huge to be able yes. to properly clean and sanitize your, uh, you know, 
dishes, quote unquote, your water dishes, <laughs> your your supplies. I mean, people put cage decor and things like that. Being able to clean that in a, in a sink that's in your own room is is that's yeah, major, major. It's huge. Uh, but even just just the thing of hand sanitizer is really great. Um, you know, when you're going from one type of animal to another. Uh, you know, going between pythons and boas, I would prefer to wash hands or not do them on the same day. Yep. But uh, if you need to, quick little hand sanitizer can get rid of some of the stuff that is on your hands uh, just as a precautionary measure. Because you want to be safe. Yeah, you always want to be safe. Yeah. And that's something that it, it matters from having two animals up to having 200 animals or more. Uh, everywhere yep. in between those two numbers, even if you just got one animal, it doesn't hurt to have some hand sanitizer in the room. True. I'm and you know what I'm not one of those people who's like hand sanitize every time you do everything because I really hate hand sanitizer. <laughs> um, I think that it, it's not great uh, if you overuse it in in your everyday life. But when you're in your reptile room, I think it is very important. Uh, coming in behind that, the other thing because I was like, oh man, so many things that could be useful for this are not going to be useful for that. Ooh. The other most important thing that I think that people should have is a temp gun to know what your temperatures are at uh it's super super important to be able to check your temperatures because you know most people are keeping these animals in their house and in your house your temperature is going to fluctuate between summertime and wintertime and fall and spring and all that sort of stuff so if you've got your say you've got a thermostat and you've got your stuff set up to uh, be set to 82 degrees Mm -hmm. it is so helpful to be able to come in and boom temp gun it and go oh that's weird uh it's not reading that it's getting that warm in here uh i I should fix that (laughs) yeah because you know your your thermostat might say 82 degrees and on the probe it might be 82 degrees but in the enclosure where your animal is at it might not be so it's super super helpful to have a uh, temp gun to be able to just scan quick as you're going or if something feels off like I had set up uh, my rack on some heat and I was like, man, it, I just, it just feels warmer to me than it should be. And now mm. the, thermos, the thermostat's reading correctly. You know, everything's looking like it's supposed to be, except for I get the feeling that like when I'm near it, I f- it feels warm to me. I take the temp gun and scan it. And there was an error with the probe on the thermostat and it was reading like five or 10 degrees warmer than it was supposed to. Oh, if wow. I didn't have the thermostat, I would just be like, oh, the thermostat, I mean the temp gun. If I didn't have the temp gun, I just go, oh, the thermostat's reading cool. It's fine. Um, right. So just to be able to check and to know where your temp parameters are at, like actually at, I think that's super important uh, for everyone. If you keep chameleons, if you keep leopard geckos, if you keep bearded dragons, you know, pixie frogs, anything, you should know where your temperatures are at because these animals are cold-blooded. They can't control their body temperature. So if it starts to get too hot and they don't have enough place to thermoregulate, they Mm -hmm. can just overheat. Uh, If they're not reaching the appropriate temperature to digest their food, it can be really bad for them. So I think that like the, the temp gun is something super important for everyone who's got reptiles, arachnids, invertebrates, you know, amphibians, whatever it is. Yeah. Su- something super important everyone should have. Every single person. Yeah, and it's also it's also something that's not super expensive. No. Either. Not at all. You know, I think like 20 bucks. Sometimes if that, a little yeah. bit cheaper, yeah. I, I mean, mean you, you can certainly get the nice the reptile ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like, like 40 plus yeah, dollars, 30 dollars, 35 yeah. bucks. Yeah. If you go to shh, this is a secret, but if you go to Home Depot, they sell temp guns for cars and they work the same for fifteen dollars. What? <laughs> We're not sponsored by anybody, so mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can say whatever we want. We're That's not trying right. to sell you anything. That's uh, right. You can go into the automotive section, get a temp gun for fifteen dollars, <laughs> and it works just as good as your other kind of reptile. I was about to call out some brands, but I don't want to I don't want to call them out like that. The shade. Hey. Taking okay. 2021 off with some shade. Hey, here's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. I, mean, I think one of the the things to note is that I think for the most part, what what we're gonna kind of be covering today, talking about the tools of the trade, is uh, most of these things are not expensive. No, they're, no, they're it just, really isn't. You know, like we're talking like under a hundred dollars easily. Things that you should just have in your snake room. Um, or have by your sink mm-hmm. um, that it's going to make your job overall easier. Um, 
another thing that i'll add especially this this certainly goes for somebody who may have like a larger collection uh trash barrel oh yeah but yes but trash barrel with wheels yeah yeah if you've got a room if you've got a reptile room yeah having the wheels does make a huge difference the wheels are massive and i used to not really even think about that what the wheels are massive <laughs> I, i'm just picturing an all-terrain trash can that you like wheel <laughs> over the, in through the forest you're like these wheels are massive these wheels are massive four-wheel drive trash cans no but um you know, I mean, you just think about it, especially if you've got like one room, but you say like one side of your room might have like 100 colubrids and oh my one side of your that. room might have like 10 berms or something. I, I don't know. That was not really, my room. Not Rob's room, but uh, me. OK, so 10 Borneos. There we go. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you go from one oh, side of the room that. to the other and, uh, you know, you've got, OK, colubrids, maybe not that messy. You know, you're just picking up through some sandy chips or whatever. And then you go to the Borneos and like if everything decided oh, to they, poo, oh. you're going to go from this very light, easy to move trash can that you could just lift up to suddenly very heavy, very stinky trash can that you're not going to want to even bother touching. And if you have to lift that up, hmm. it's going to it's going to be awkward. It's going to be smelly. Yeah. The wheels give you some grace to the exit. Yes. So wheels are your friend. <laughs> yeah, for real they really are casters and get casters, casters. <laughs> hey i mean it's a tool yes it's not one you might think about but yeah it's, it's probably one that i i wouldn't have thought about initially but then if you were sitting there in a room without a trash can with wheels then you're going i'm gonna lift this 50 yeah. pound trash bag yeah when you're when you're first you know first get the new trash bag in there you know you're all yeah no big deal whatever but by the end of your day yeah. Woo, you're wishing you had some wheels in that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh I feel like um the 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 main things that everyone is gonna want to have is stuff for sanitization and then mm -hmm. stuff to keep within parameters. Yeah. So like um uh going with the hand sanitizer, you're gonna want to have something to clean and sterilize the inside of your enclosure. So um, a lot of people will get chlorhexidine, where mm -hmm. it's really good. It's basically what vet offices use to clean down their tables and their equipment in between uh, visits, Uses, yeah. between uh, different, what do we call them, clients, I guess. Sure. Sure. Patients. Patients. There we go. That, that's be that sounds better than clients. Um, so chlorhexidine works really good. Uh, the other one that a lot of people use or that I, I use and I usually recommend is a bleach solution. So mm -hmm. diluted bleach and water, uh, one part bleach to eight parts water or one to 10, either or works really well. Um, you know, some people dislike bleach. It, it's personal preference when it comes to that. Honestly, yeah. the chlorhexidine smells really nice. So like when I'm it using does, it, I'm yeah. like, ah, this is nice and clean and then when it, when i'm cleaning with bleach i'm usually like oh my god yeah dying? I yeah i made a mistake literally dying <laughs> hey listen here we're living okay not when you're inhaling bleach you're not although i do hear that uh might be a good way to get rid of covid burn the whole inside of your uh yeah. mucus membrane everything out. Every, yeah. yeah just everything burns it all out <laughs> um so you know having something that you utilize on a regular basis for cleaning and sanitization is the I mean, almost as important or just as important as having things to clean your hands mm -hmm. uh, when you're working with your reptiles. So I, I mean, I always recommend having a plan for that. I mean, some people use also um, vinegar and water. Yep. I not as popular. Honestly, I don't like the smell of vinegar all that much. So I personally don't like it, but um you know, people will still utilize that, especially for stuff that's a little bit more sensitive uh, to cleaning supplies. Like if you're going to be working with amphibians, mm. um, can be a little bit more sensitive <clears throat> and always rinse really well after you've used any really sort well. of cleaner before putting your animal back into your enclosure. That's right. Or into its enclosure. And uh, from there, I usually go, I mean, this is on the higher end of cost of things that we're probably going to talk about tonight, but the, um, thermostats are super important yeah, yeah, yeah. if you've got any number of snakes uh, if you've got racks if you've even if you i mean they might not be great for if you're doing a bearded dragon with a 140 degree basking spot it might not be great it might melt the probe but um, so. for just about everything else 
uh, having a thermostat, a good working thermostat that you can rely on. So not necessarily the cheap one uh, is super important because, you know, when back in the day when they used to sell you, you know, reptiles or, you know, a ball python, they'd be like, here, throw the heat mat on and just put it in your house someplace. And that was the end of the conversation. Yeah, it wasn't like, how you what temperature yeah. is it supposed to be at? Uh, it, I, my house is very cold. And they're like, there's a heat pad. Ta-da. Yeah. And it's like, they, they didn't go beyond that and, and teach you why you need the heat pad and what temperatures you're looking for. And, and since these animals, again, are cold-blooded, they can't control their body temperature. So they need that aid. They need something to mm -hmm. help keep them in that temp range. Alternatively, things like axolotls need chillers for the water because they don't like to get warm. Like your house might be too warm for them. And that's that's like the opposite ends of the spectrum. It's like people with monitors are like, I have to get my house 150 degrees. And yeah. then people with axolotls are like, I have the air conditioning on. It's still too hot. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't understand. Help. Yeah. Help. Help. <laughs> and, yeah. and chillers are just starting to become more readily available. Uh, they're still on that higher price point. I think they are like $70 or more mm -hmm. to get a chiller for your axolotl. But um, they're starting to come down and they're starting to make them more affordable for people. Um, you know, it's not an easy thing to do to get something to cool down your water constantly and, and keep it on that colder temp range. But the thermostats are probably going to run you somewhere between $70 and $150 or mm -hmm. more, uh, depending on what you're running, like the Herb Stats, Spider Robotics. Yep. Um, oh, my goodness. I can't think of the Helix. Yeah, Helix. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, Helix thermostats. Uh, a lot of those ones are going to the standard one is like $110 or something right mm -hmm. around there. So it might be a big you know, investment, quote unquote, for for a lot of people because they're going, OK, I bought this $70 ball python and then you want me to put a hundred dollar thermostat on this why, why would yeah. i do that um and it's like well if you want to live <laughs> if you wanted to do well mm -hmm. uh you probably are going to want to have a, a thermostat to make sure that you're staying within that temp range and then your temp gun to make sure that your thermostat is appropriate. look at that look at that i sense a theme there with rob um yeah no i i, I definitely agree the thermostats are are key you know i mean i mean uh, one of the things that's that is also nice to point out is, you know, especially if you're just, if you're doing something that's like a corn snake or something where they can handle a wide fluctuation oh, yeah. and you're not necessarily as concerned about like the super specifics. You're just like, I just don't want to get too hot. There are other options. Um, other companies have made thermostats that are a little bit more affordable. Um, maybe not necessarily first choice, but if you're like, ah, I really don't have a hundred and something dollars, but I know I need a thermostat. Yeah. Like there's a good thing that you can get that's way more affordable. Um, that will help you kind of coast by until like, maybe you need to save up or you just need a little bit, you know, and whatever. And as we're going forward, there are more thermostats becoming available. And as mm. we're testing more of them, we're finding out which ones work really well, which ones might not work really well. Yeah. Like the, um, the jumpstart ones used to be really great mm -hmm. and, and they worked pretty well. And then as we're going forward, uh, we're finding out that a lot of the newer ones that they're making aren't as great uh, as the ones that they had initially come out with. Yeah. So that's one that we used to recommend. And now we're like, uh, probably don't want to use those much yeah. anymore. Um, and then the ones that we just started using, which we like so far, I just totally blanked on the, the name uh, of them. Inkbirds. Inkbirds. Yep. I was like, jumpstart, jumpstart, jumpstart. <laughs> the, uh, the Inkbird thermostats were just starting to utilize now and they seem to work really well. And they're kind of one of the very few that's coined as when it fails, it'll fail in the off position because mm -hmm. most thermostats, if something goes wrong, the thermostat goes well, just keep pumping energy and it just cranks whatever it's attached yeah. to, uh, which is not good for the animals. Uh, honestly, reptiles can handle being cold a lot better than they can than handle being, being too, too hot. hot. Yeah. Um, once, Go figure. Yeah. Once they get too hot, it is usually a wrap. They'll get neurological issues or they'll overheat and die very quickly. Um, but if they get cold, I've literally had an animal shipped to me in like 
February when I was living in Maine. And like, you know, if you're using heat packs and doing all this stuff, um, it's not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. But the person who had shipped it to me used like one of those hot hands, like the little ones that go inside your glove, which like they last like two hours or whatever. Four hours or something. And so when the snake got to me, I opened up the box and I feel the the heat pack and it's cold. Yeah, Yeah, it's cold. And I'm like, oh, this is not good because it was sitting (laughs) on a FedEx truck for, you know, three hours before it got to our building. So I was like, oh, well, this snake is dead. That's not good. And it was an Amazon tree boa. And so I opened it up and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God. This is so cool. And so I'm like taking pictures because it's not moving. It's inside of a deli cup inside of the box. And I take out the deli cup and it's not moving. I flip the deli cup upside down. It's not moving. I open it up. So I'm recording with my phone. I'm like, okay, well, this thing is dead. And I like pull it out and it's cold, like physically cold to the touch. Like something I don't want to touch because it's cold because I hate the cold. Um, <laughs> and it's like like almost like a pretzel. It's just like almost rigid. So I take it and I'm like, this is dead. Like, what the hell? You didn't use the proper heat pack. What the heck? Yeah. And so I put it down on the counter and all of a sudden I see it's, it's pupil twitch. And I was like, there's no way that thing's pupil just twitched. And then I saw like the very and its tongue come out a little bit and then come back in and i was like there is no way this snake is still alive right now (laughs) and i was like well if it is alive i need to like not have it in this room because i had had it in a room that was like warmer it was like 85 degrees or something i usually don't want to i don't want to try and shock them because going from that extreme temperature shift can sometimes cause a shock to their system yeah so i took it into the front room of our store which is significantly cooler and i set it down on the floor on some paper i took a uh, heat uh light with like a 50 watt bulb or a 25 watt bulb something really low wattage and set it up at like two or three feet away from it and after five minutes its tongue started to like come out a little bit and i was like there is no way that this snake is alive and is like actually going to survive this and probably about an hour later it had turned itself completely over and it was like watching it wasn't it wouldn't move really but it was like just watching what's going on around it and just slow tongue flicks every you know 30 seconds or so yeah and then literally 2 hours later 3 hours later the thing was like you would never have been able to tell that anything was, was wrong with it frozen to death literally and and the thing survived and like did really well and like grew up and is is with my friend now and because it was a present for him and so like that is just like a huge testament to how cold they can get like they can tolerate the cold right. way better like don't do that if if you can yeah. avoid doing Please that don't do that don't do that <laughs> but if they go a day without heat or you know right. two days without heat it's usually not going to kill them unless you're in some place really cold like new england um and the whole room gets that cold that's something oh if you're in the northern part of the u.s or you're in a place that gets cold at any time of the year other thing that every single reptile person should have is a 48 hour or a 72 hour heat pack and some sort of insulated box so that if you lose power for a day or overnight or something you can take your reptile, put it into a insulated box, use that heat pack, and make sure that they have some place where they can stay warm. Because it's not mm-hmm. something that we think like you know, when you think about, oh, I lost power, it sucks, I can't watch Netflix. But when it comes to your reptile's life, that their lifeline is you having power and being able to stay warm. That is something that you should have on your mind. For and sure, I think that that's something super important that every single person, if you've got one reptiles or a hundred reptiles. And uh, you live anywhere where it gets colder than freezing, you should have at least one heat pack. If you've got more reptiles, more heat packs, uh, so that in case of an emergency, you can put them in a place where they can stay warm. Yep. Because you know they can go a couple days without water if you need in a dire situation uh, where you know you don't have any power, you don't have any water in your house, uh, that sort of thing. They can handle it as long as they stay relatively warm. Mm. So it's super important to think about, you know, people don't want to think about what happens in a you know, disaster situation, but it's always important to just plan just in case, just in case, because you don't want to be, uh, you know, two days into being snowed into your home and finding out that you're not going to get power for another five days and you don't have any heat packs. You don't have any way to keep your animals warm. Uh, that is a very scary situation to be mm-hmm. in. 
and not outside of the realm of possibility for a lot of people in New England or in the northern part of the U.S. Yeah. Uh, something to definitely take into consideration. Uh, you know, even no matter where you're at, people in Florida sometimes even get cold snaps, and you know, that's just true. to have that on hand just in case. I think that's super important. I think everyone should have some sort of a backup plan in case they lose power. Yeah, I, I would agree. And another thing, if you want to even go a step further, especially if you're willing to make that investment, if you have maybe a larger collection, a is uh, you get a generator. Mm-hmm. You know, generators are quite a bit more affordable nowadays than they, they were be, yeah. all, a long time ago. And um, now you can get rechargeable generators that will last X amount of period of time. So, yep. you know, if you know, like, oh, man, like, you know, whatever electric company is saying we won't have power for two days. Luckily, I've got this generator that can last up to a week or yeah, whatever. Even if it you just know. powers just, your, you know, your fridge and your reptiles heating, that's all you really need. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can, most people can deal with it or go to a hotel or something, you know, in the meantime. And um, that, that's super important. If you've got any number of reptiles, I think a generator is like a must have, mm-hmm. um, you know, just just to be on the safe side yeah. or a, some sort of space heater that you don't need to have on power. Right. Uh, if you can get a, a gas space heater. I mean, yeah, that also presents ones, but... challenges because it's in a closed space and this and then. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just to be on the safe side, to have a backup plan in case you do lose power is super important. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's definitely definitely something to take into consideration. Um, man, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of tools. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna talk about tweezers for two hours. I mean, yeah, hour, yeah, yeah. But there yeah. are so many different things that there are a lot of things can be very important for people. And and you know, uh, when I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking, okay, thermostats, temp probe, uh, so the temp gun, mm-hmm. what I meant to say, uh, cleaner, bleach, or chlorhexidine. I'm like yeah, and then there's some things that you can use for this, and some things you can use for that. But I mean, there's now, and now I'm thinking, I'm like, yes, everyone should have one of those, and everyone should have one of those. <laughs> it's and true. You get a temp gun, and you get a temp yeah, gun, right. and you get a temp gun. Yeah. Pull a Oprah, an Oprah with yeah. temp guns. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, maybe we should do a giveaway for a temp gun. That'd be kind of cool. Hey, how's this? If you're listening to this right now, uh, share this with someone, screenshot it that you sent it to someone, and send it to me at Rob is Creeping It Real on Instagram, and I will enter a bunch of people into a giveaway, and I will send you a free temp gun. Cool. We're doing it. Bam. There. We're kicking 2021 off with a giveaway. Hey, I like it. Bam. (laughs) All right. There you go. You heard it here. Yeah. And there. And... Well, there is here so. <laughs> and through your headphones and or your, your speakers. Headphones. That's right. Of your car. Of your car. <laughs> um, it, we, we need a deadline, though. We do need a deadline. Uh, how about this? We'll run it. No, I was going to say until the end of March. Well, the end that'll, of March. That'll give people if you haven't get it, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it right when it came out, it'll give you. So the end of March 2020, uh, if you shoot me a message, I'll make a log of people and we'll send you and I'll get you like a nice one. I'm not going to get like a. He's going to get you the Home Depot one. Uh, I probably will. Honestly, they work really good. <laughs> I'll get you the nice Home Depot one. I'll get uh, you the $30 one, not the $10 one. Hey, <laughs> I might enter that. Hey, hey man. I need a new temp gun. Right? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They're like, Jeremy won. This is rigged. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, I think another thing that um, people should have, especially if they have larger snakes, it's a snake hook. Yes. I mean, if you've got snakes, snake hooks are super important. If you've got lizards, maybe not. Maybe not so much. If yeah. you've got crocodilians, snake hooks are super important. <laughs> I can't tell you how many yeah. times. I use snake hooks more on the crocodilians at Nerd than I do on the snakes. <laughs> yep. It's true. Uh, it's true. Just to move them from one place to another. Just yeah. to, like, scoot them and direct them and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you certainly you'd be the you'd be the judge. I, I think uh, we can say if, if you have a bunch of corn snakes, if you feel like you need a snake hook for your corn snakes. Mm. It, I don't you know. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. May, maybe you don't need snakes. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> <laughs> like gloves. I got gloves instead. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, like if you've got um, bigger constrictors. Um, oh, yeah. If you keep a sure, ticks, yeah, you need ticks, a snake burns. hook. Um carpet also even carpet pythons yeah they're a great way to just kind of push them out of the way when they want to come at you for food um those kind of things like they're certainly helpful you know um i mean i think 
basically at well i won't say every time because that's that's not always true but for the most part when you see somebody taking out a big snake there's usually that element of having a hook touching the snake i do it every time i mean i do it every time the only snake i don't do it every time with is is, no well i I still do it with moose sometimes actually most of the time i do it with moose yeah i say janet oh but that's because i use my hat i literally just put my hat over the top of her and then i'm like okay i got you uh she's the only snake only big snake that i trust like that (laughs) it's gonna bite you in the ass one day rob i mean probably not on the ass probably on the hand (laughs) (laughs) i'm right in the hat yeah (laughs) she has bit my hat once because i like she must have been sleeping because i like put it down on the top and she's like oh grab it and she just like grabbed it and wrapped it i was like that's my hat oh (laughs) that's my hat and she was like oh this doesn't have a pulse yeah yeah oh man so yeah snake hooks for sure um Another thing, if, you, if you've got big, bigger snakes, um, I mean, you could certainly use like hemostats. I um, recommend hemostats or tweezers for everybody. Just, yeah. just about everybody. Just about everybody. Try to think of who wouldn't use hemostats or tweezers. Kenyan Sanboa people. Nope. they. I would 100% use them for Kenyan Sanboas. You ever seen one of those things launch like yes. a graboid <laughs> out from underneath the fucking, <laughs> underneath the uh, substrate that things it's like sitting there and then all of a sudden yeah <laughs> just death like, and destruction yeah. erupt from the soils yeah yeah um, dude you know what make a cool video what? how high can my Kenyan boas Kenyan Samboa strike and just see how cool. straight like a breaching yeah just a bunch of breaches that would actually be that'd be funny kind of cool that would be, be really pretty cool. cool. Um, in tandem with hemostats, especially if we're thinking about feeding, if you've got larger constrictors, it's it's certainly worth getting a pair of snake tongs. Yes, the grabbers. The yeah. grabbers, yeah. Um, you know, not of course not really for handling, but you know, you've got that big prey item, say it's a, a guinea pig or a really large rat or a rabbit, depending on what you're feeding. You know, if you're feeding a prey item that size to an animal, it's probably got a pretty solid strike range. Mm-hmm. It would be okay for you to oh. have to be three foot plus away from it you know i've had a borneo short tail python that was like three foot she blew right past my 18 inch hemostats and just grabbed my hand and i was like oh oh shit (laughs) that's not good and this is why you want the grabbers the grabbers (laughs) yeah i was i i was like 18 inches plenty and i like took the rat and put it like right up to her face and she got so excited she was like doing one of these things so she's like smelling intently and when she struck she was up like this so she just went right past the top of it and right onto my hand and i was like oh crap that sucks yeah i was um feeding boas with dan Mm -hmm. earlier today neither of us had tongs or anything luckily nobody got bit but i'm surprised dan usually gets he he usually does get railed but there were a few close calls where i was like we should find some tongs (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you don't you don't ever think about how bad you might need tongs until you feel and like it touches the hair on your hand and you're like oh that was close yep yep that mm. almost happened. Yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing makes it more intense though than than a big big female ball python. Just like you open up that CB70 drawer and she's launching herself at you while you're also bringing the tub closer to you yeah. cuz you're opening it. Those 7 foot retakes too. Oh my lord. Oh yeah yeah yeah. They're just like, "I will grab you." Yep. Like, you're going to fall on the floor. They're like, "I'm going to fall on the care. floor and grab you." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter. So yeah, grabbers and hemostats. grabbers and hemostats and tweezers. <laughs> yeah, uh, very, very helpful. I honestly, I think those are important for like just about everybody from arachnids to uh, amphibians to leopard geckos. I mean, I love feeding leopard geckos like off tongs. They're just like you see them yeah. like dial in and then they like, yes. wiggle their they tail wiggle a little tail. bit and then yes. jump on it. It's yes. so cool. Yeah, I I love that because they get that super derpy yeah look on their face when the they look like eyes look forward. Dan and when like, he sees a krupkak. Uh, <laughs> poor poor dick oh you fucker <laughs> that's an insider for us nerd employees yeah. yeah one of the guys who works there he he likes cupcakes a lot he does his, he likes and he gets bit by things a and lot he, he does he likes to feed himself yeah his hands he likes to feed his hands to things yeah hands it's what's for dinner it's what's for dinner <laughs> especially if you're dan yeah. that should be the subtext <laughs> yeah. if uh, you're dan so uh, the hemostats and the tweezers, I think those are super important. Like just about every everything. I mean, granted, when most people are feeding their leopard geckos, if you got a bunch of leopard geckos, you're not gonna sit there and like tong feed them. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. But um, if you got you know any number less than ten, 
that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's not unreasonable to feed them by tongue. I think it's fun. Yeah, it's super fun. If you got time, it's all yeah, and it's also something like it's, it's even if you have like kids. Oh yeah, or something like that's a really fun thing to do. Be like, watch how cute this this leopard gecko becomes when it sees food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just and just to be able to build that kind of uh, bond, quote unquote, with them, mm-hmm. just to be able to be like, look at you're feeding this thing and watch it grow and and all this stuff. Yeah, I think that that's super important for kids. So if you've got kids, uh, you know letting them get in on feeding things is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. 100%. So here's here's something I'm going to throw this out there only because it's coming back to me. I'm remembering, I'm recalling some stories. Oh boy. Um are you are you bringing up the the feeding frozen thawed things with Steve Tillis? No, no, oh, no, no okay. not that. No, 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 not that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, no, me either. Um no, as far as what you should need and you're you're going to think like really you you even had to say that, but I'm saying it, so apparently I have to say it. No. For those of you who don't have a rack system or like an AP cage, a sliding glass door cage or drop-down cage, and you're using a fish tank or a glass aquarium, you need a screen top for that aquarium so your animal doesn't escape. (laughs) Even then, corn snakes are like screen top. Right. There's not even so, anything there. Right. In tandem with that come the locks. Oh, the that's latches. Those are important. Those are very important. But I'm literally saying this because I've been involved when I lived in Western Mass and used to work pretty well with um the MSPCA and ACOs and everything. The number of people who would say my snake got out. And you'd ask how, and they said, "Well, I don't have a, a top wow. on the enclosure, or like I, they took um chicken wire and molded that around the top, but mm. it's for a baby corn snake, and the just chicken right wire is like the... quarter inch squares, so it just goes right through it. So oh. you need a screen you, top. You need some sort of lid to something em- real in case." the uh, animal and yeah whatever chicken saying. wire is not a real screen top yeah. for your glass aquarium surprise just saying <laughs> you need to know that yeah yeah just saying throwing it out there mm. <laughs> i didn't think i'd ever have to say that but i'm saying it yeah oh. <laughs> yeah Mm-mm-mm. yep uh okay so here's an- here's another thing um for everything that you have uh tools wise be it snake hooks um grabbers hemostats thermostats um hand sanitizer basically anything we've already covered something that's also really good to think about especially if you use a large number of these things is having extras yes so instead of just like yeah instead of just purchasing one pair of hemostats grab two Mm mm-hmm because you never know one time one might just totally break. It happens. It's not uncommon. Not uncommon at all. Um, you know, in snake hooks, sometimes you, you get, you know, if you've never bought a snake hook before and you're just like, yeah, I bought this one from like Petco or whatever. And it's one of those telescoping snake hooks. If for some reason that that system, that internal springy system that keeps it extended if for some reason that gives way, now you can't extend it. Your snake hook is now basically rendered useless. Uh, um, so unless you're fine with using a six inch snake hook. Like Timmy, <laughs> he's like, uh, I got this six foot King Cobra on this 18 inch yeah, snake hook. <laughs> uh, terrible. Um, you know, so it's uh, it's just something to think about. You know, yes, it's certainly an extra expense and, and you don't necessarily need to right away immediately go grab two of everything yeah. or whatever. But um, it's something to keep in the back of your mind. Like if you see like maybe your local pet store is having a sale on something mm-hmm. or like a holiday sale or something like that. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I can uh, I can afford an extra, you know, zoom ed thermostat because instead of 50 bucks, they're 30 bucks now, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Just so you have a backup. God forbid. It's better to be prepared <clears throat> than caught with your pants down around your ankles. Uh, I've also seen people piggyback their thermostats so that if mm-hmm. one does fail, that the it's other one shuts one. off the first one. Mm-hmm. I was, I've been like racking my brain over this for the last like week now, because as 
technology is getting more and more and more advanced and people are making smart homes and doing smart outlets and this and that and the other thing. I've been literally just thinking about how we can apply this to reptiles and the smart outlets that let you like turn your lights on and off when you're not home just mm-hmm. by like the app. I was like, man, it would be amazing if we could hook those up to thermostats so that when the alarm goes off on the thermostat, it sets a reminder on your, or like sets an alert on your phone mm-hmm. and you could shut off your, your thermostat using your smart outlet. That would actually, I was cool. like, Oh my God, if we can get that going, that would like save so many animals. It would save so many people, you know, the heartbreak of, of coming home and having that thermostat that malfunction and not have been a, being able to do anything for it because they're starting to have um thermostats that'll give you notifications on your phone if it goes out of temp range but most of them don't have anything that they can do beyond that so if you're in the area you can do something about it if you're not in the area you have to sit and look at this reminder or this alert on your phone and go oh crap there's bad things happening right now yeah there's there's nothing i can do about it yeah if we had that in tandem with the smart outlets to be able to go, okay, shut off outlet number six that's on this thermostat right here, and it fixes the problem until you can get home and handle it. Like I said, they can handle being a little bit cool way better than they can handle being too hot. Yeah. That is going to be something huge. That would be huge. Literally, I've been thinking, like, my mind has been going on that for, like, the last three days. I've just been, like, thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. Like, with smart lights and all the different apps people can get on their phone and the ring lights that you can – or cameras that you can set up. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the kids who uh, used to work at Nerd, David, he just got for Christmas some security cameras. And his mom was like, oh, you can, like, put them in your – on your reptile so you can, like, see what they're doing when you're not home. And he set them up on his breeding carpet pythons. And he's like, I can just go through and scroll through and see what they were doing all day and watch oh look they locked at 1 p.m and then they kind of dispersed and went around and then they locked again at, at 6 30 p.m and he's like if i had not had this camera i wouldn't have even known that they locked because whenever i'm home they're just sitting on opposite right, sides right, of the right. enclosure and as this technology is getting more and more advanced i think that we're gonna really be able to do more and be more responsible with how we keep things yeah i agree i i certainly think it's uh it's important to to realize that as technology expands and grows, the the opportunities for us as keepers to expand and grow and, and continue to add those elements of safety and security are are, are always changing, yes. ever changing. Yeah. You know, so it's it's certainly important to, I mean, and I understand like we don't necessarily want to um, inundate ourselves with more things on our phone you know there's some people who are like ah, i just don't want to even deal with my phone but if it if saves your got... animal's life <laughs> exactly exactly so it's one of those things where it's like yeah you know what you can get one of those um like a set of those little security cameras and stuff mm-hmm. for fairly fairly cheap. cheap just a couple hundred bucks yeah you can get like three to five depending even on what more. you're getting or yeah. more um you know and if you can have that right right in the palm of your hand you know i think about if anybody keeping any number of snakes is also like breeding rodents Mm-hmm. it's always great to have an extra set of eyes in your rodent room in case something goes down you get a rat that gets out and chews a line and you want to know where the rat is if you've got a camera in that room you might be able to see it find it a little bit easier all of those things um but you know yeah if you're trying to keep an eye on something that you've locked up for breeding you know like that's certainly a, a massive help. yeah <laughs> confirmed locks are always helpful um you know, so it's certainly something that we should always be willing to investigate um, for just peace of mind, Literally. general peace of mind. I mean, like if you're doing it, if you're already doing it for your own home, you know, let's say you have like one of those like uh, doorbells that also has like the little security camera on it. So whenever somebody rings your doorbell, you get a notification on your phone and it's like a, a live stream of mm-hmm. like who's at your front door. If we're already doing stuff like that for our homes. Don't you also want to protect the stuff that's in your home or like have at least that leg up if something goes down in, in the space where you've got your animals, this investment, these living creatures that you have, um, you know, why not go the extra mile yeah. to protect that? They even ma- they make one for dogs that like you can live video chat your dog and like it's got I've a treat that. dispenser on it. Imagine if you could do that for your bearded dragon, just like a little cricket pops out and it's like... No, just stop. Oh my just god! Stop! Oh, the bearded dragon moms and dads just are going to be so stop. happy. It's just like you just buy like 
a hundred count of super worms. Yeah, dude. Just throw the super worms in this little Pez, <laughs> a Pez dispenser. It's basically yeah. a Pez dispenser. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, baby, I love you. No, no. Well, nice in the house. Hi, Will. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, we're also live streaming this on uh, Instagram. on Instagram as we're recording this uh, on StreamYard trying out this new thing so if you are if you're new to reptile talk you should follow us on instagram at reptile.talk so sometimes you can catch us live streaming episodes that's right um we're going to be looking to do that a little bit more we might even stream them on Streamyard, and we can do that right and share it with people yeah so i think um one of the things that i was looking at was um i might be able to send this right to my youtube oh um so then it's just a matter of sending people the link Mm -hmm. and they can go and and check that out so i still have to do a little bit of investigating but um yeah, we're trying trying new things. The one thing I will tell you I'm not a fan of right now is uh, how we look. The video quality, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe it's just because it's my my. I iMac. look weird. I think it might just be my because it's my Mac um, webcam. Oh, you know uh, what I was we should do? Blank. I have that webcam there, but I need to connect it. Oh, I was going to say we'll use our OnlyFans money to get a uh, webcam. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> we can use our OnlyFans money to get a cord for that webcam, though. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> we can definitely do that. Um, yeah, we we are also on OnlyFans. Uh, if you are not aware of that, you can check us out on OnlyFans, uh, onlyfans.com slash reptile talk. And uh, it's where Rob mostly, because I still have not logged into the account from <gasps> Slacking. Um, we're we're taking behind the scenes photos and video clips from when we're sitting here doing this <laughs> nonsense, doing our sound um, check, and I'm singing and serenading Jeremy, or when he's playing piano. I actually got some footage of him playing piano yeah. that I haven't uploaded there yet. Oh, wonderful. but it's just him, just like me you know, plunking around, noodling around on the camera. Rob was like, "Hey, this song is pretty cool," and I was like, "I remember that song," and I was like, "Oh, I don't remember that song actually." <laughs> Let me fumble around a piano for a long time. <laughs> I don't know how to play piano so it was very nice to me i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> meanwhile i was dying on the inside it was like i i got it okay yeah <laughs> yeah exactly he I threw it out. a full baby grand piano he he threw i did it. i picked it up over yeah. my head and threw it yeah it was like watching was dan with the missouri rodent food bags Just, oh, my <laughs> oh, my it's impressive yeah <laughs> All right, um, so back to tools that people can right. use. That's right. That's that's what this episode is about. Yes. Not um, how insane our OnlyFans is. Yeah. I mean, it is insane. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that might not be useful to everyone, but if you've got lizards, especially like chameleons and stuff, ZooMed put out a uh, UVB reader. So it de- detects how much ultraviolet oh, light yes, is being yes, put yes. out by your UV lights. So you don't have to guess whether or not your UV light is putting out the appropriate amount of ultraviolet rays, you can actually test it. So it's just like a little sensor. It's like a little box and you're supposed to put it inside of the enclosure, press the sensor. I think you're supposed to bring it up to the light a little bit. Mm. And if I, if that's wrong, I'm sorry for the people who do chameleons. I don't do a lot of chameleon <laughs> stuff, but Tom from ZooMed brought Mission us one and it was great. Um, but it's got instructions, so if you get one, it's really great. It'll let you know how long your UV bulbs are are good for. Uh, I was telling customers before, because before the, the life on the UV bulbs, they encouraged re- replacing them every six months. Mm-hmm. And then I just talked to Tom, and he's like, oh, well, we've done like a lot of research on our UV bulbs, and they're now good for nine months to a year. Uh, oh, so they've cool. gotten way more life out of them. They're like, we usually recommend changing them out every nine months now, but they're usually good for 12 months or more up to 14 months. That's pretty good. And I was like, that's awesome. Especially like ZooMed's really good about if, uh, if their bulbs break, they're pretty good about replacing them mm-hmm. and, and making sure that the customers are taken care of. So if you save your receipt and reach out to them, uh, they're really good about, you know, helping out their customers because they do really care about their customers. We're not sponsored by ZooMed. We are not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> No, but that's that's certainly certainly a good a good thing to know about. Yes, for sure. Yeah, um, especially because if you go on any of the the bearded dragon groups on Facebook, they're like coil bulbs. You're the devil. You blind. You're killing your dragon. And it's like, well, that I mean, that was an issue when they made the very first UVB bulbs, but that is not the truth anymore. Also, um, we're gonna de- deviate again. <laughs> Just because now I'm watching it happen here. Uh, if, since we're doing video, 
in the near future, you'll get to see all the ridiculous shit that Rob just yeah. did when he did that little spaz attack. Yeah, I was just like <laughs> rolling around the, yeah. the studio. Yeah, he's he fell oh. down and did like ten push-ups for no reason. It was yeah, it was pretty intense. They were one-arm push-ups. They were. He's flexing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. Uh, all right. So more tools, more tools. Uh, timers can be great. If honestly setting up your room so that it's, uh, less work for you is the best way to make it the best for the animals. So like, uh, if you work with animals that have got a lighting system, like you're not doing racks, you're doing enclosures, Mm -hmm. setting them up on a timer is great. Uh, you can adjust your timer depending on the time of year. So if you're looking at changing your light cycles for breeding, uh, you know, take it down once every four months or so so you can adjust the the time a little bit so you can get you know your full 12 12 during the summertime and then maybe you know cut it down to eight hours or whatever during the winter time so that you can allow for a good photo period is uh really good because if you go i will turn on the lights every day you won't yeah (laughs) like you you just won't (laughs) i promise you you will do it for two months and then you'll forget it for a week and then you'll do it for a couple days and then you'll forget it for a day and then you'll do it for a couple more days if you put it on a timer don't touch it just leave it alone and you never have to think about it again yep um so true same thing with like mist kits if you've got a mist system uh, you know, it's one thing if you enjoy having your one chameleon and you like spraying it every day and that's part you get up, you brush your teeth and you spray down your chameleon and that's part of your morning routine. Um, but if you've got any number more than one or if you've got a couple different animals that need to get sprayed down, mm-hmm. setting up a misting system uh, that you have on a timer so it goes off once a day for an hour or whatever, twice a day for an hour, uh, just so those animals are able to drink and do everything. And uh that will definitely give your animals the best care that they need because when it comes down to it we want to do what is easiest and mm-hmm. if you take out one more factor that you have to think about um it's more likely that it'll just get taken care of and you don't sure. have to think about it automation automation it's, is it's the best. very nice and it's and the nice. more like i said again with the technology as the technology is becoming more and more advanced we're going to be coming we're going to be getting better and better at keeping these animals because um it's going to be a lot of it's going to be automated mm-hmm. i look at like the the saltwater fish hobby and the fish hobby in general they literally have got light system uh light system controls that can make it look like a lightning storm oh, is yeah, rolling yeah, yeah, through yeah, yeah. Yes. they they do ramp ups for the amount of light that's dispersed from their uv lights during the like in the morning so yeah, it goes from crazy. being dark to, and then they ramp it up a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit until they get up to about noontime where it's in full light just like it would naturally be out in the wild and then they ramp it down at the end of the day and it's like you know people who keep leopard geckos are like I don't want to do a timer. It's too tough. And it's like, the timer is the easiest thing. You yeah, know, exactly. It's not Set even. Set it and forget, forget it. it. That's, <laughs> that's all you have to do. The, these people are living in 2030 over here. Yeah. And we are here in 2021 uh, rioting at the state house. Like, what is going on Oof. here right now? Oof, too real. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's fine. Back to the tools. Yeah. <laughs> Timers are definitely good. Um <clears throat> appropriate extension cords yes do not go to dollar tree and get the cheapest <laughs> extension cord that you can or surge protector yeah um they are more likely to start a fire that way it's true it's true and that's a very real scary issue that yep. can present for people who keep reptiles yeah it's it's worth the few extra dollars for the um the peace of mind Again, you know, just like when we were talking about buying doubles of things, whatever. So you have the extra one. It's like, yeah, it's a little extra money up front. But then you can take that that sigh of relief knowing that if something happens, you've got that immediate backup. It should be just as nice knowing, you know, yeah, I spent this extra three dollars or something. But I know this is like this is the right extension cord. You know, I can plug all of these things into it and I'm not going to increase my risk of, of getting a fire or whatever, especially because like reptile people I feel are known for the jury rigging of terrible cords and plugging this, uh, this extension cord into that extension cord into this power strip, into that power strip. And then you wonder why something trips a circuit breaker somewhere and, 
you know, and you're just like, yay. Yeah. I was at a place the other day and literally I had the temp gun and uh, I was, I touched a, a power system, like a, um, a surge protector. And one of the cords coming out of it was like hot, like hot to the touch. Like I put my back of my hand up to it and I could feel the heat, not even touching it. I yeah, could feel the heat touching it. So I was like, oh, I wonder what temperature that is. I grabbed the temp gun and I temp gunned it and it was like 145 degrees. And I was like, Oh, this is bad. This is not good. There's no way that anything good can come from this. Yeah. hundred when the plug itself on the outside is 140 degrees. That means on the inside, it's probably like 180 or more, which is not yeah. good. Not yep. good at all. Um, yeah. So just being able to know that and be like, okay, this needs to get replaced uh, is super mm -hmm. important. But again, if you didn't have your temp gun, I mean, you would have been like, that's hot, but you would have been, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it's hot. True. It's true. Very dangerous. How hot? How hot is it? It's getting hot in here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, they're censored. So it's yeah, okay. You can okay. do it. <laughs> We're not on Twitch. So it's okay. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, in uh in the grand scheme of things there's there's a fair bit of stuff that just about every person who's keeping reptiles should should be aware of should have access to um or be at least researching if they don't have it right now because you know as we were saying if you keep lizards you know if you keep bearded dragons you don't need a snake hook you know that kind of stuff that would be funny that though. would be freaking hilarious <laughs> this is chubs chubs get picked up by the claw <laughs> <laughs> when, when i before i kept snakes i did have a snake hook but that's because I wouldn't feel field herping. herping. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say for my chameleon, so I could put him on it. I I probably would have done that yeah, when same. I was doing educational programs, so I could like hold them out over yeah. people. Yep, exactly. Just for him to poop. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Bombs away. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just having mm, a good time. Mm, mm. Oh no. <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah, I, I just think it's important to like take these things into consideration as you're, um, you know, maybe you might be looking at like upgrading your husbandry, just kind of in general, if you, especially if you don't have a whole lot of animals, yes. you know, think about like, what's one thing that might make your life a little bit easier? A timer. You don't already have it. A timer certainly is one of them, especially if you're keeping bearded dragons and anything like that. Anything that's, that's got, got lights. Yeah. Anything. Anything that's lit, got lights. Yeah. Um, those kind of things. Having again like i've already said doubles of, of different things um having a backup plan in case you lose power that's it that is really it man it's important it's freaking we can't stress how important it is it's so important <laughs> if you learn nothing else from us have a backup plan. have a backup plan get a fucking generator <laughs> <laughs> just do it thank just me do it. later yeah just yeah it. thank us later <laughs> Now, if you could set up your generator to your smart plug, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Rob's Rob's going a whole other. I'm whole I'm other like, direction. dude, the smart plug thing is like got me on a trip right now. Rob's I mean, gonna have a whole house full of smart plugs. I mean, my reptile room is probably gonna be all on smart plugs. I literally, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, oh man, I want to ring. I want a, a camera system set up that I can see every single thermostat, <laughs> and every thermostat's plugged into a smart thing. So Jeez. if something happens, I can turn it off. Rob's going to be like, you want to see my reptile room? I have it all on camera right here. Yes. Be like, dude, we're in California. Look at my holdbacks. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. It's a lot of holdbacks, Actually, Rob. I just posted a video on my YouTube channel. That's Rob is, right. Rob is creeping it real. Hey. I, I talked about it last week, and I was like, I'll record. And then I actually did it. I recorded a video looking at all my holdback borneos. That's um, right. And it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think like 10 people found it interesting. Hey. hey, I was one of the 10, so nine, yeah. nine people. Hey. I don't count. <laughs> <laughs> and me, so that's eight people. Oh, damn. Crushing it, Rob. Hey. <laughs> hey. Creeping a real. Oh, my gosh. All right, so I think we're about rounding up our time for this episode. So, Rob, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go find you? Uh, check me out on Instagram at Rob is Creeping It Real, uh, on YouTube at Rob is Creeping It Real, and on Twitter at Rob is creeping. I actually did post some stuff on Twitter recently. Hey. I still hate Twitter, but I'm trying to use it. It's okay, Rob. This this whole series is just gonna be us going, We hate Twitter. I don't like it. Ah. It's fair. <laughs> so Jeremy, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Uh they can find out more about me by going to Brassman Reptiles on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Check me out all over there. That's about it. Twitter at Brassman Rep, if you care. I have neglected Twitter.
quite a bit. Yeah, I don't. And uh, then our OnlyFans. And then our OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com right. slash Reptile Talk. Um, and I've got some more videos that I got to post. But... And I got to post some content for you guys. Yeah. Because he's been having a bunch of locks and stuff. And it's true. All this stuff that he's not going to post on Instagram. He's just going to post on OnlyFans. That's right. <laughs> I have a large number of photos that I've taken recently that I just haven't. Me too, dude, actually. I've, I've been trying to like actually take pictures because I, I never think about it. And then I'm like, oh, man, I haven't posted anything on Instagram in a week. Whoops. Oof. I just posted my story. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up this episode. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we will see you next time. And don't forget, if you take a uh, a link of this episode and send it to somebody, somebody who likes reptiles, somebody who uh, you know think might benefit from listening to this episode, send it to someone. Send me a screenshot on Instagram at Rob is Creeping It Real. You'll be entered into our contest to win a free temp gun. Temp gun. Hey. hey. Not sponsored by anyone. Sponsored by me. Sponsored, sponsored by, by Rob is Creeping It Real. Sponsored by Rob. <laughs> and Reptile Talk. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care.